Hello and welcome to the Extra Time Podcast with me, Ethan B. Today I'm joined by Matthew and Yusuf. Some huge games to reflect back on this week. Let's start on Craven Cottage, when Manchester United beat Fulham 2-1. That's 13 games unbeaten and 17 unbeaten away for United. And they came back once again. Matthew, can this team challenge the title? I think they absolutely can with the astounding form they're on. My only worry is they, they're waiting for a wake-up call every single game. Every single game they go behind and then they they have to come back from a losing position, which I really think could hurt them in the, later on in the season when teams mm. get closer to them. Definitely. I think, I think the big issue with Manchester United is their defence. I know you said you agree with me there, so... Yeah. Do you want to go into some more detail about that? I think the issue is just it's the pace of their defenders. You've got Aaron Wambasaka, rapid, and he's a solid defender. Luke Shaw has improved because his, comp- his competition of fighting with Alex Tellers. And the centre halves, there's just no pace. Like Eric Bai does have some pace on him, but Maguire and Lindelof, like there's no speed there. They're both ball playing centre backs, so they never try a risky pass. So whenever they make a mistake, they're not used to like you know, they don't know how to react to those situations. And the attackers can just always run in behind. And you see Maguire just looking around, blaming his teammate. But he's the captain. He's one who cost 80 mil and he's clearly not worth the money. Mm, definitely. I think he he has his job. I think if you paid 20, 25 mil for him, you'd be happy with him, wouldn't you? I think. No, I don't think I would be. Genuinely? For 25 mil? No, because... If if I'm looking at for, if I'm a manager if I'm looking at a defender if if I see my captain the defender blaming it on their other defenders he's the most he's like he's probably the most he's the most experienced out of all of them yeah. he should be like teaching them instead he's putting the blame on them uh, I think from a captain I I wouldn't want that it's unacceptable that. Yeah. yeah yeah I think Oligar Solskjaer um has to give Cavani. A start against Liverpool on the weekend, doesn't he? He did yeah, play against last time, and he's he's played really well against Fulham, didn't he? Yeah, he, he's making really intelligent runs at the right time, drawing defenders away, opening up space. I mean, he he was playing great and bagging himself a goal. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so Fulham, I think it's got to be. There's only so many times you can say you can say um, you can say Fulham that they've well played well, even though they've lost. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's got to be four or five times you said this this season that Fulham have to start grinding out some results if they want to stay in this division. Yeah, I mean, I think I think many people have been saying they've been playing well recently, and I think I think mainly that's down to down to only about three. I think that's down to like three or four players. I think Anguissa, Luckman, Cavalero, and Ariola especially. Ariola has been, he's been one of the best goalkeepers I've seen in the past couple of weeks. Uh, he's been amazing. But the, the other day against Man U, he made a silly, he just left the ball for Cavani, spilled it mm. to Cavani. It's not, it's not good enough. Every you shouldn't make. expect anyone to... Every goalie really. makes mistakes, but it's, it's, it's a poor error, isn't it, really? It's, a, it's yeah. in a big game as well. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I think Fulham have got some imperative games coming up, haven't they? They've got Burnley, 
they've got Brighton and they've got West Brom. They've got to win two of those three to stay up, in my opinion. Yeah, they agree? definitely need like yeah. five points from that, five points to get confidence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I think they have to be beating West Brom because West Brom, they're doing even worse than Fulham. They they got a good result against... Uh, oh, no, they, they haven't... Oh, sorry, I was thinking of Fulham. They haven't got any good results. They're playing awful. Um, I think Sam Allardyce, he, he, he can make his players defend well, but I think in some cases, he, it, it's, it's hard. And with yeah. West Brom, it's hard. West Brom, they're just... I don't know. I just don't see anything that stands out from their team. I don't see anything good. They, they beat Wolves, didn't they? Wolves obviously struggling. Oh yeah, yeah. That 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 was the game I was thinking of. Um, yeah, yeah. That was a good. That was a great win for them. That gave yeah. them a bit of confidence. They needed it just, it. Yeah, they needed that win definitely. Um, yeah. Talking of title challenges, uh, Manchester City, they're going quietly about their business, aren't they? Won again against Villa. Uh, down fire. Let's be honest. Yeah, smoking. Oh, controversial first goal. And now, what do you mm. think of that, Ethan? What do you think? Okay, right. I think, as I've realised today, it is within the law of the game. It is a legal challenge that he's made. But what a yeah. ridiculous rule! Why is that rule in place? Think about no, it. But he... why, why do you think it shouldn't be? I want to hear. He's come from an offside because... position. He shouldn't be in play. He, sh- he should be. Yeah, but he hasn't should received be like... a pass. He's tackled a defender. He hasn't received the pass. That's the point. Yeah, but though. an offside player, an offside player, interfering with play. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. If that's like it's, player... it should it should be like in rugby, where as soon as a rugby player's offside, he he can't do anything until he gets back onside. It's like I think I th- I think that's got to be the rule. I think fair f- oh, I think fair play. Fair play, Man City, because let's be honest, Rod- Rodri knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, he, he knew yeah, Gundogan. He, was... he yeah, knew Gundogan he passed it. Yeah, Gundogan who passed it. He 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 knew Rodri was offside. He was about eight meters offside. He knew what he was doing to Tyrone Mings. He, he it, it was clever, to say the yeah, least. I it mean, was very clever. The only other thing he could but do it, is just leave it. So you may as well just take the fifty-fifty of it counting. Hmm. Did what did you yeah. think of the penalty? What do you think of the penalty? Oh, that's a pen. That's a pen. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, yeah, I think, but uh, can we talk about um, Silver's finish? Although controversy oh, in the lead up, it was a beautiful was, finish. That was a lovely. It was something special. But I mean, it was, after, it was. But after the chance he missed uh, earlier on in the game, that first yeah. half. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he definitely made up for it, though, didn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, you have to uh, give it to Martinez as well. That was a great save. Oh yeah, Martinez. I I feel bad for him sometimes because he, well, not not really because Villa are quite a good team, but he he has kept them in it a lot. Oh, there's no way Arsenal should have ever let him go. In my opinion, he's better than Leno. I yeah, think. that's what I thought. Um, Lots of clubs were looking at him. In the I summer. think he should be playing for a much better club than Villa. No offense to Villa fans, but yeah, mind, like that was his first half season or so with Arsenal. And that we're already saying he was better than Leno. If they kept him for a long time, he would have been a big part of their team. He's not. He's not young, is he? <clears throat> no, he's not, but he's a great keeper. And if you think about it, keepers don't tend to be young. 
you'd want a more experienced keeper than anything. Yeah, yeah. they don't have to do all the running around. Do they? <clears throat> Villa, though, they are. Yeah. Villa are it... one of those sides. They, they started strong, didn't they, Villa? They beat Liverpool 7 2. Yeah. No, but. Carry on, Matthew. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, obviously there's been a bit of a down patch, but they've played 16 games, Liverpool played 19. If Villa win their three games in hand, they, they go above Liverpool. Now, everyone, obviously Liverpool, you know, they aren't the best at the moment, but still, like, is, they, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. That is, that, I, I didn't know that. That's, that's, a, that's an awesome stat, Matthew. I think... They've been off for coronavirus, haven't they? Uh, yeah. They only yeah, three, yeah. They only had three days training for this game. Villa this season, yeah. they've they've been they've been good. I think Grealish, mm. the pressure's been taken off Grealish, almost. Ollie yeah. Watkins, obviously Ollie Watkins, Ross Barkley, John McGinn being back because he had a long injury, didn't he? Uh, I think those yeah. those players really helped with Villa. Well, I mean, I remember last season, all, if, if Greenwich didn't play well, Villa didn't win. Yeah, true, true. That, that, that's, that's what it came down to. Dean Smith has done incredible in the transfer window, even though they shouldn't be in the league right now, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, but when you yeah, see what happened with the Sheffield United game. Yeah, I think they would have definitely yeah. bounced back up from where they're playing. Oh, yeah. Well, well, no, would they, well, would they have the players to do that? Would no. they have made the yeah. signings they did? So, would they be able to play this way? I don't think so. It's like if you look no, at Ross Barkley, I think they would have done well. I think they yeah. would have done well, but not as well as they're doing now. Mm. It's also because, yeah, like, agree. normally when teams get relegated, like with Bournemouth, you lose big players because they shouldn't be playing at, like, tra- um, well, they don't want to be playing at championship yeah. level. So, yeah. Like Callum Wilson. Yeah. Ryan Fraser. Yeah, Wilson. Hmm. Yeah, Ryan Fraser. Both gone to Newcastle. Arsenal, they won again at Newcastle. Uh, they've they haven't lost in six games, and the Bamiang is is looking good, and he scored a brace, didn't he? So, I think. Where do you think Arsenal can realistically finish this season? Um. Well, if. You look at the they're, they're ten. It's not bad. They're they're only three points. I mean, no, they're six points away from fair. Chelsea, they're not playing well at the moment. Yeah. So I think realistically, uh, they're probably coming. I'd say seventh, eighth, or ninth around that area. I don't, I I can't see them. Tottenham not in great form. Probably about seven or eight, if I'm going to be honest. Well, yeah, that's that's not acceptable for an Arsenal team, though, is it? No, it wasn't. No, but for the start they've had, they're doing quite well now. With, with yeah. 13 points in five matches, that, that's pretty good. Obviously, they haven't been the most challenging matches. I know. True. Uh, yeah, but I feel like the issue uh, with Arsenal is their expectations because Wenger got sacked simply mm. because they came fifth. Now, if you were to tell an Arsenal manager right now that your team would come fifth, it's like a miracle, but their expectations right now are like Europa League, and that's not good. Yeah, enough. and not like Arsenal. I think yeah. Mikel Arteta, when he came, he said that he said that he won't do it in his first season. Now, if I'm going to be honest, I feel like that was a smart move because 
I, I don't think he thought he could do it. I think he knew this would happen. People, yeah. he's saying he needs time. He's, he's, he's not the right person. Like, they're doing good now, but if you're... They didn't do great last season. They're not doing very well this season. Yeah, I don't know why he got the job, really. Do, do you? Because yeah. I mean, I, his I only manager experience is manager at Pep Guardiola. That, I mean, that what, is probably the most right, prestigious, though. the most prestigious assistant manager job. But mm. yeah, assistant manager goes straight into Arsenal. He doesn't play mm. the football that they would have wanted him to. Like, if you didn't expect him to be under Pep's wings, you'd expect him to like play that, you know, tiki taka football, that style of play. Whenever they play against the big clubs, they just sit back and hit on the counter. It's not entertaining. Yeah, at all. yeah. Even I remember they played against Leeds and they sat back. If you're sitting back, if you're sitting back against a newly promoted club looking for a draw, you've it's got you've got to look at yourself and like just think because that that is embarrassing because mm. they but they grinded that nil nil result against Leeds. Newcastle though, that's that's two wins oh. in thirteen. It's a worrying time to be a Newcastle fan, isn't it? They're right down there in that mix now. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're just two points off being uh, off the relegation zone. So can they go down? I'm not sure because I think the how bad the teams are down there. Yeah, that, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Like... <laughs> it is a very poor... I mean, an incredible season at the top, but the very bottom... Poor. I mean, it's entertaining... But there is poor teams down there, isn't it? No, here's the thing. Yeah. Like, every year you have the drama, oh, who's going to make the Champions League? Who's going to win the Prem? Who's going to make, make the Europa League? And then the relegation battle is always really entertaining for the fans of those teams and just like a neutral fan. But this year, man, like yeah. you've got you've got like you've got two teams who you're nearly you like you're close to certain that they're gonna get relegated. And I feel like that's Sheffield. Just, uh, Sheffield definitely. I don't see them turning it around. Do you think Sheffield United it. will? Do you think Sheffield United will uh, not not beat the record? But do you think they'll hold the record at the end of the season? Because I remember it was Derby, uh, oh, yeah. like lowest ever tally of points on twelve, and Sheffield United oh, yeah. on, not a record. Sheffield United on five. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, but, yeah. Sheffield United won't be far off, will they? Like they won't be. I think I no. think they'll get slightly above it. I think they're gonna get like sixteen, but they're definitely like there's no way that the closest they're gonna come to out of that relegation zone is probably eighteen. I don't see them getting out of there. Who can you see? Who can you see them taking points off though? I cannot see Sheffield United taking points off anyone. That's the problem. Genuinely, not even West Brom. I think West Brom would walk all over them. What's what's happened with them this season? I mean, they played so well last season. They didn't really lose any players in the summer. I think they're the type of team that can, like, upset one of the big clubs, get a win. Then next week, they'll lose to Brighton, like, 3-0 home. Mm. Like, they're just... Do you think... Do you think they should sack Chris Wilder? Here's the thing. Um... It's going to be hard for them because he's because all that he's done for the club, he's gone through the journey with them. But if if you want to if you want to have an impact on the league and you want to stay in the prem the biggest league in the world then you you have to do what's right which is sacking yeah yeah i think for all he's done at the club i think he's a local lad as well isn't he so yeah, it would yeah. be really hard for Sheffield united because he, t- he took them 
up up through League One and up to the Championship. So it, he has been there for a while. Yeah. It would be tough. I any other manager would be sacked right now. Any other manager. Yeah. Would be oh yeah, definitely. If, if, yeah. If if you talk to uh, Sheffield United fans, if they ask you right now, they would not want him sacked. I think that's why he's still here. But oh, in guys. the relegation zone, usually you think about of about like thirty-five points, and you're and then you're like about safe. That that's like usually what you're aiming for in a season. Fulham are on twelve. West Brom on eleven. Sheffield United are on five. Just yeah, it, that's awful. it's the old it's the old uh, forty points, and she gets forty points. You're usually safe. But I can't see anyone under fourteenth getting forty points this season. Yeah, but here's the no. issue though with Sheffield United. Like, uh, I don't know how to say, but the players they're just they're not at the quality for the Prem. They're just mm. not yeah, not good no par. Yeah, and uh, like I think their tactics have been found out with their defensive style. Like you lost, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe I'm gonna say a top three keeper last season in the Prem, and oh it's, yeah, it's not yeah, going definitely. well for them. After. Oh yeah, that's the that's the one they miss because they are conceding a lot of goals. Yeah, um, yeah, second season syndrome. <laughs> Did you hear Matt Ryan signed for Arsenal today? Arsenal, yeah. The Brian keeper. I, think I don't that's know a what, weird one because why he's done that because he's, he's awful. Start. <laughs> he is genuinely and he's awful. awful. He he's absolutely shocking. He's I'm not going to play, though, yeah, is he? Like, like, why has he done that? I, money, I, I think it's money, 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 money. <laughs> I think it's his boyhood club as well. Yeah, isn't he? Uh, Leicester hammered. Did he grow up so. in Australia? I think so, but you can still, yeah, you can still Australian. You can still oh, support because yeah, yeah. there's not a lot going on in Australia, is there? Apart from kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Leicester hammered Chelsea 2 0. Leicester are on top form at the moment. Yeah. Do you think yeah. do you think they can win the league? But let's start with what is going on with Chelsea. I think I think is... Fat Frank needs to get sacked in the morning. I think he is an awful manager. What's the point in getting Kai Havertz? what's the point in getting Timo Werner? Um Hakim Ziyech? All, all these great players. He, he hasn't even started Werner and Ziyech. Why would you start Tammy Abraham instead of Werner? Why would you start Hudson Adoy instead of Ziyech? It just doesn't make sense what he's doing. He doesn't mm. have any tactics and he, he, he can't do anything, quite frankly. Yeah. Frankly. Get that joke. He... <laughs> <laughs> he was hailed last season, wasn't he, for taking the young players. No, but, uh, and but... Yeah, he didn't have as many, like, his problem is that he's always rethinking stuff. But when you've got a clear selection of players that you know how to use, you'll play them over and over again. And then they'll like the manager over and like more and more. And then they'll start to play better. But he's always trying, oh, to, yeah. Fit, yeah, yeah. He's trying to fit these, all these new random players. Like, if you're going to get a player like Werner, one of the best strikers in Europe last season, you've got to start every game over Giroud. I know Giroud, like, he was great in the World Cup, but. If if you were if you say before this season, someone was to ask you, Werner or Giroud, bear in mind age and that Werner wasn't too expensive, who would you pick? Werner. Yeah, and also Havertz. Biggest mistake. I I before when when I found out that he was going to sign for them, all these rumors and stuff. Like, I was thinking one, it's a waste of money, and two, how are him and Ziyech going to fit together, and him and Werner going to fit together? 
There's no way they can fit all of them. Yeah, yeah they're trying. To, they're trying to fit like. Well, Loftus Cheek's obviously gone on loan, but at the start of the season they were at Loftus Cheek, Hudson Odoi, Ziyech, um, loads of centre midfielders, Kovacic, Kante, Mount. Mount, and then they buy Kai Havertz. That is the least of their worries. Yeah, Kante, Kante, yeah. centre back. They need to be using Kante yeah. more. Like... Kante is awesome. Yeah, really? well, why? Why have they? Why have they put like? Why are they not starting Kante? It, it, it's confusing. He, uh, but, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A player can't Kante. gain confidence without starting. Like Werner, he's not going to get goals like people would expect if you keep on getting him off the bench because he doesn't have any confidence in himself. And yeah, Kante, and on the left wing as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't. He's see playing le- when he does play. He's on the left wing. But he's not skillful. And with that, he's got in nineteen matches. He's got four goals and four assists. How much did they pay for him? I, it was a lot. I think it was thirty-eight like 70 mil. No, 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 no. Werner. Yeah, yeah, Werner was pretty cheap compared to what I thought. He's like thirty-eight. Yeah, mil. It, was, it was it was Havertz who was ridiculously expensive. Ha, ha, yeah, look, well, even ha, for thirty-eight um, mil, you'd expect him to score. Timo, Bam, Timo Werner Bam, was proved Bam scored more than Werner. Timo <laughs> Werner, man, I saw him against more than double Werner. Have you seen that, that the Newport County goal? He scored a goal kick or something in the week, and he scored more goals in twenty twenty-one than Timo Werner. <laughs> that, that, like, that is just so funny the Newport County goalie scored more goals than Timo Werner but uh, I, mean... I think when when Chelsea bought Timo Werner he was proven in the Champions League he was proven against top quality opposition because he played well in Champions League but Kai Havertz he he had he one wasn't... good season yeah he wasn't playing class teams week in week out yeah, I mean, yeah. he played obviously Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich but like on the other weeks, he's playing Wolfsburg and obviously walking all over them because he he's is a, a top player. player but <clears throat> yeah. League, it's a completely yeah. different ball game. I think it's the pressure as well because when Werner was in Leipzig, you can't you can't debate it. It was his team, and then when when Havertz oh, was yeah. in Leverkusen, it was his team. So the team was built around mm. their styles. But because Frank's got in all the D superstars who've never like played together, maybe Havertz and Werner played one or two times in Germany, but they wouldn't have much chemistry. And he's put them all in one team. Who's like, because every team needs to have that, you know, like star player, like every player needs to have a role, but they all seem to be clashing because they all do the same thing. Too many egos in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think- he's, he spent over 200 million in the summer. And they've won once in their past five games in the Premier League, and that was against Fulham, it's which they barely won. It's great to win. Yeah. Oh, same. We've got 10 minutes left. Oh, it's me and it's better get on with it. <laughs> uh, right. So, Leicester, what do you think of them? Do you think they can win the league? Uh, I think. I think. It's either Man City or Leicester to win the league, and I'm not. I'm not being funny. Leicester. Leicester. Are amazing. I mm. uh, one of the best defense in the in the league. Indeed, and Tielemans, one of the best centre mid pairings in the league. Barnes mm. coming onto the scene. All Brighton playing very well, and then James Madison and Varney. Oh, I mean, wow. they speak for themselves. They are they are such good players. They've got a great squad depth as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think yeah. one of their defenders see... get injured. Yeah, that that mm. that that could be an issue. But it's an amazing. If one of, no, if, if one of I don't think it is though. Injured, they they have Soyuncu. Yeah, yeah, they've got Soyuncu. And, they, point, and, and they have Ricardo Pereira. 
Oh, yeah. Just yeah. Sorensen was playing incredibly last season and he, he's been kept out of the team by Wesley Fafana, who I think is on top for. Oh, he's, I he's think, very You good. see, he made one run yesterday. He was like on the edge of his own box. He ended up on by the corner flag on the op- of the opposition. He, I think he's a he's a lovely centre-back. He's a great player. I questioned him at first because like, like, I didn't really see him play much. But he's definitely... Yeah. So you gang so you if you know that a player of so Yuntru's quality is coming off the bench and he's clearly fine with it because he hasn't been complaining or else will be like in the media and stuff, then that's yeah. a great thing to have because you know because if you see Leicester they're literally a family, so mm. they want to play mm. out there. So yeah, I do, I do see Leicester going for the prem, but I'm I'm backing City. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, well, on the topic of title challenges, Liverpool. <sighs> wow. What, Yusef, what happened last night? What was going on there? Liverpool are being absolutely terrible. Mm. Explain now. <laughs> okay, I've got, I'm going to name some players who aren't getting hate this season, but absolutely deserve it. Trent Alexander-Arnold. I don't know what he's done this season. His decision-making, like, it's not as it used to be, and I think using confidence. And when you see it, the, the front three, the deadliest front three in Europe is what they were for like three years, ever since MSN. You look at them now, they can't buy a goal. We, we struggle against teams who are like, you, teams just sit back. That's what we know. Like, we're going to dominate the ball, but teams have worked us out. We're always going to try to go in behind. So what do you do? sit back because then we can't score if you've got 10 players but like in your own box how are we supposed to get past them and get a goal we can't buy a goal and then what what yeah. what bites us teams all of a sudden come on a counter attack couple counter attacks a game like yesterday against Burnley one chance it was in the it was like around the 87th minute as well so we can get back a goal back and that's the thing you can dominate the ball all you want but it means nothing because like in this league it's all about the points yeah, definitely. I, I I would also give Klopp part of the blame as well. True. Not signing Firmino and Salah and putting in Origi and putting Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain at right wing. That's a bit of arrogance, in my opinion, mm, from definitely. Klopp, I think. I think he's... Yeah, yeah, it's a bit disrespectful to a fantastic Burnley on great form. Yeah. Well, I think Jurgen Klopp has... He's basically just written Sean Dyche's t- uh, team talk, hasn't he? Look what they've done. They put their two best players on the bench. Well, not two best players, but two of their strongest players on the bench. Yeah. Go and show them why I should have started them. And they did. It wasn't so much Liverpool were playing badly. Burnley were playing incredibly well, weren't they? They were last-ditch defending the classic yeah. Burnley and getting the, go- getting the penalty on the counter-attack. Definitely a pen. Um, yeah. So, I mean, some of the stats, like 72% possession for Liverpool... 27 shots to Burnley's six. Like, that, that's outrageous. If, if you're only having six... They had four shots on target, Burnley. They had th- And they had six shots in total. That, that... You just gotta be... You can't be conceding one of them. And to Liverpool's 27 shots, they only got six on target, which is awful. Yeah. Uh, absolutely awful. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think... I think Liverpool, are they out of the title challenges now? Because they're four points behind Leicester in third, 
four points behind Man City in second, but Man City have got game in hand, and then six points behind United in first. <laughs> I mean, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, okay. We need to definitely win against the big six, like the main teams. But we also, our problem is that Klopp is too arrogant. He always underestimates the weaker teams, which just, it's just going to affect us. Because like one week, say you get a win against, I don't know, City 2-0. Next week, you lose 1-0 to Burnley. What was the point? Because mm. yeah. yeah. you won a game which you shouldn't, possibly. And then you should win a game, but then you just lose it. From silly mistakes, I mean, it's just the problem is that it's the same tactics every game as well. Yeah, club doesn't yeah. Really he, develop. He quickly he quickly bought Firmino and Salah back on, which I think is stirs him right. And he, he was trying to pick a fight with Sean Dyche, which I think, well, yeah, someone's been on the bath salts because that's that's very silly idea. I mean, Klopp was like he was so. How can I put it? I, I was going to say unsalty, but like he would always be like fair play. But he's trying to find yeah. excuses. But I'm going to give it to him. You've lost the best defender of the past two years. And your mm. only other, you know, because Reese Williams, he can't be playing because of his age, lack of experience. So you've lost two big centre-backs that you'd normally use. So it's very hard to use makeshift centre-backs. And Matip's oh, health is always okay. questionable. Yeah, well, obviously, obviously, you've been un- unlucky with your injuries. Very unlucky. But let me compare you to Leeds. Yeah, we've had eleven different. Se- we've had eleven different dif- uh, centre back pairings this season. Have any of them done well? <laughs> no. Exactly. <laughs> because because that, no, that's because all you to think. Say. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. But you think if you're p- okay, Cock, he's he's played like the first like ten games. He's he's right getting right. switched with Liam Cooper, Diego Lorente, Pascal Stroik every week. He doesn't know his who his centre back pairing is going to be. Then sell him. Stroik. He's a he... why, why? What's the point in selling him? Go on, name, name point in selling him. Guys, guys, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to we're gonna have to move on. Uh, Next segment, yeah. For, for the last segment, uh, right? We're gonna have to do this uh, quickly. Predictions: Liverpool versus Man United on the weekend. Uh, I think it'll be one all, and I think it'll be seven six to Liverpool on pens. Seven six on pens. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say. Okay, we we're gonna we're gonna need to get Man United back for that. So I'm gonna say an e uh, a solid two one Liverpool. I'm gonna say a solid two 0 Man United because I think Man United are on the form. I think Bruno and Pogba are gonna tear up my uh Liverpool's midfield. And I think that the strikers for Man United are going to run Matip or John Enson or Fabinho, whoever starting. They're going to run them rugged. So I think that's my prediction. Uh, you may disagree with me. That was the Extra Time Podcast. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks, Yusef. And most importantly, thanks to you for tuning in. Please DM us any of your questions on Instagram and we will answer them on the podcast. Until then, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Extra Time Podcast. Make sure to join us on Sunday where we'll be looking back at the FA Cup fourth round. Until then, goodbye and have a great weekend.